Hey everybody, welcome to On Grade. I got Cliff Fetner here from Soil Connect. How you doing today, Cliff? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely, man. So uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and how you got started in the business, all that good stuff. So uh, I, I'm a I'm a third generation builder by trade, Brandon. I, I I grew up here in the Metro New York area. My my, my father and grandfather started in Brooklyn back in the fifties. Did all kinds of stuff in Brooklyn. We went to Staten Island in the early '60s, and we probably spent almost 40 years there, doing mostly residential, but you know, some multifamily, a little retail, a little industrial, but mostly residential. I kind of grew up on the job site, like so many of these family businesses, playing on all the <clears throat> and all the equipment and all the trucks as a little kid. Never really left the dirt. I went to the university, I got a degree in economics, big deal. I, I put my diploma on the wall and then bent down, put my work boots on and I was playing in the dirt ever since. And then, you know, at one point I had to leave the family business, do my own thing, went out to Long Island and kind of started all over again, you know, mostly residentially based, but a little of this and, and a little of that. That's, that's the short version. So in your time in the business, you've been doing it for a very long time. Um, how much would you say it's changed? Oh, that's a really tricky one. So uh, it's changing, Brandon, right? But it's only now starting to change. And, and that's kind of really the, the essence of why, why Soil Connect was born, right? So I'm a builder and developer, and I got a permit uh, to break ground on a new project, and, and I did. And it was the middle of winter up here in New York, and not a lot going on it was a really cold winter that year and so we dug the foundation i got about three thousand yards of dirt laying on the job site it wasn't a big job site and uh, couldn't get rid of it and and the foundation guy was screaming and yelling at me he couldn't get his main tools or equipment near the hole because i had these piles of dirt and and so you know i i couldn't get rid of it i i told my excavator i said hey you got to get rid of the dirt and he goes, Cliff, it, it's the middle of the winter. Nobody needs it. Nobody wants it. And I don't know what to do with it. And I said, you know, that's a really nice story, but that's not freaking my problem. And so there had to be a better way of doing this, right? And so for, for thousands of years before us, right, how do, we, how do we find and get rid of dirt? We pick up the phone and we call our, our 10, 15, 20 best friends, and we kind of try to all figure it out. And, and so here it was, it was 2018, we're still doing things the same freaking way. So the, the, idea, the idea popped in my head, why don't we take this information and put it out there on the internet and create what we call a platform? And, and we're no different, Brandon, than Airbnb and Craigslist and Zillow and Apartments.com. All those sites, they put information out there and the world communicates and, and, and you know, exchange uh, real estate and whatever. And so that's what our marketplace is. It's a, it's a, um, it's a platform where we post, you know, who has dirt and who has rock and stone and compost and mulch. We have 20 different types of dirt. And, and like I said, all kinds of aggregates. And so you post it on, on, on the site. And so, you know, some of my, my, my favorite one-liners is, you know, we create closer connections, right? And by creating those closer connections, Brandon, we're, we're all saving money, right? Because you and I and all your listeners know it's the cost 
of moving the dirt that, and aggregates, that's the expensive part of it. So if I can put everybody on the platform and create transparency in a marketplace that's never existed before, then we save money, right? So we create closer connections. That's probably the most significant thing we do. We make it quicker, faster, and cheaper to find and resource all of your dirt and aggregates. But my favorite one-liner, and you're a young guy, you'll love this. I want you to think of us as a dating app for dirt, right? Swipe right if you like what you see, and swipe left if you're not interested. Technically, Brandon, we don't swipe. We have matching algorithms that put buyers and sellers all together at one time, and we communicate via text or email or cell phone, and that's our core product, and that's our marketplace. That's awesome. So are you guys, you guys are across the country now, right? All 50 states. Is that how you guys are growing right yeah, now? So, yeah. So our, our platform is available across the country. Yes. Um, however, however, um, our platform works best when we hyper-focus on certain cities, because you and I both know that moving dirt is local. Right. Mm -hmm. And the closer the connection we create, the better. So what we do is we hyper focus on launching a city at a time. And when we come and launch a city and we're going to talk about a little later in the, in the, in the podcast here, we're planning a launch event in, in Austin, Texas um, at the end of, of March. But we'll, we'll get there in a minute. So we're hyper focused in in parts of the country, even though we are available across the country. So our, our best cities are here, New York Metro. We, we have a pretty big presence in, in what we call Metro New York, which is if you draw a hundred mile radius around downtown Manhattan, that's what we call Metro New York. So it goes into Long Island, it goes into Jersey, it goes upstate, a little bit upstate New York into Connecticut, that's Metro New York. Okay. We also have a lot of activity in Ohio, in Indiana, in Chicago, down in the land of Florida. We have some activity in Dallas and some activity in Austin and San Antonio. And we will be growing the Texas marketplace in 2023. Yeah, I would definitely say you want to grow here. This is this is the boom right now where it's it's not slowed down, even with the interest rates. Yeah, they some developers are um, the larger, larger multifamily projects. The lar they're going to continue to build apartments, of course. But you're seeing a lot of the higher end residential development. It's kind of slowing down. Um, the cookie cutter houses, though, they're still building them left and right right now. Um, cool. Actually, where I'm sitting right now, less than 10 years ago, was all pasture. Um, when I was a kid, we used to buy hay here. So that tells you <laughs> how crazy it is out here. Um, what are what are you guys' services besides con the connection? I know you and me were talking briefly before the show started. Um, can you yeah. kind of go into detail for like the truckers of some of the things oh, you guys offer for the truckers? Yeah, so let's 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 you know hit rewind for one second and 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 what our mission statement is, Brandon, is one stop shopping for any and all your dirt needs. Okay. 
And so we started with the marketplace because once again, that was a problem I had. I needed to solve it, how to get rid of dirt. And, and that's what that was. But staying within our mission statement, the, the next problem that, that I had to solve was keeping track of dirt and aggregates from site to site, right? And, and so I, as, as a builder and developer, I never felt I got the fair deal because we were keeping track of paper tickets and sometimes they had them and sometimes they didn't. And then, and then my sub would say, oh, Cliff, you trust me, we delivered 20 loads. Well, yeah, but I only have 14 tickets. But no, but we did 20. I said, well, uh, that's really terrific, but I only have 14. And we had these conversations on, on every single site because, you know, truck drivers sometimes lose tickets, right? And mm -hmm. so what we've done is we have what we call an e-ticketing product. So truck drivers no longer need paper and pen. We are capturing all this information through GPS. So the truck driver gets to the job site, they get loaded, they dump a load, whatever, they go to the next site, and we're tracking all this information through GPS. At the end of the day, all of this information is being uploaded into the office admin computer. And from that, we are now creating invoices. So e-tickets are making, reconciling everybody's work a thousand percent because we're keeping track of the information instead of the truck driver, okay? And so we are also saving the trucker, the excavation guy, the drainage guy, the builder, dollars. We're saving them significant dollars because they no longer need to chase the paper. So when our sales team goes to try to sell e-ticketing, one of the first things we say is, hey guys, we are not an expense to your bottom line. Fuel and insurance and rent and labor, everything goes up. Even though, yes, I'm selling you my product, I am saving you at the end of every month, at the end of every year, thousands of dollars in admin fees of time, of chasing and reconciling paper. And maybe most important, and to a point you and I made offline about getting paid. Mm -hmm. Because you can upload at the end of every single day, you can invoice every single night and get paid quicker. Instead of doing it once a month or once, uh, you know, once a week, reconciling tickets and manually entering all these invoices, we are doing everything for you. So we call that e-ticketing, okay? And we have different versions of e-ticketing because sometimes you hire a truck by the day, sometimes you hire the truck by the hour, by the load. We have different versions of e-ticketing to kind of solve a lot of those other problems. That's awesome. Do you guys like tie in real well with a lot of the accounting softwares like QuickBooks, like all those kind? Yeah, Does so it tie right in pretty now, well? yeah, right, right now we tie into QuickBooks because that one program is used across the country. Mm -hmm. Everyone uses it. Well, yes, sir. almost everyone uses Pretty it. Pretty much everybody, right? yeah. <laughs> right. But but then the big the bigger 
developers, the bigger contractors, if they're using a different software system, we still have the ability to upload all this information. You just can't directly plug in, is the expression, into those systems right now. But that will develop over time. We'll create those integrations over time. But yes, QuickBooks is, is, is the answer for now. So what year did you guys actually start up? So it was the winter of 2018 when I had the idea. Uh, we then did some, you know, some work. Um, we, we needed to validate, if you will, that this was a problem and that somebody else besides myself thought that this was a good idea, right? And so we spent a few months doing it and then we decided, hey, nobody else seems to be doing this. So why don't we give it a shot? So then, you know, now, now we, you know, with my kids, I have two kids and we now need to think of a name. So my, my two kids, they first came up with the name Soil Yourself. And I said, you know, guys, I love you dearly. I'm old. I'm not that old. And so I kind of said, let's think of something else. And, and we came up with Soil Connect. And that was in, in 2018. And then uh, we hired our, our first um, development team and we released the first version of our marketplace in, in June of 2018. That's awesome, man. It's, you know, this podcast is about everything, construction, business, um, relationships, everything. That's what I'm trying to build with this. And I love the, st the story of an entrepreneur. And I love to always, that's one of the things I always love to ask a, a guest is <clears throat> what's your drive? What, what makes you get up every morning to succeed? Well, you do know you're an entrepreneur also, you know that, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. So, um, so for me, um, I, I think that, you know, a founder, an entrepreneur, a business owner like yourself, um, we like to create things. Um, we, we, we don't accept the norm as well, this is the way it's done. So, okay, now I have to do it that way. So, what, what, I've, what I see about business owners and, and entrepreneurs and founders of tech companies is we believe that there's a better way of doing something. And, and, and you take this idea and you, you, you need to see it through, right? You need to validate your idea, right? And then once you get validation, then you need to execute, right? You're in the excava excavation business. Every morning you get up, you turn on the machines and you gotta execute. If you don't execute, then you don't make money and then it's a problem. For me as a builder, I would see a piece of property. I would, in, I would have a vision of a house or, or an office building or whatever. I would hire an, an architect, create the plans and then execute on the vision, right? And so, that that's the 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 um, the genesis. I think the the it's a lot of DNA in in all of us as business owners and founders and startup guys to take an idea and run with it, execute it, and see it through. Absolutely, I agree one thousand percent. It's the when you're having a bad week or a bad day, it's still having the grit to get out of bed and go deal with it because yeah. nobody else is going to do it for you. And, uh, 
It's yeah. nice to network though and have those friends though. When you're having that bad day, you can pick up the phone and call and go, Hey brother, how would you handle this one? You know, <laughs> a, a, a thousand percent. It, it's like we, we have our own little, little fraternity, if you will, sorority, if you will, to feed off of each other. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, this is a great place to kind of make a little left turn on you here about, about, networking with people because about six months ago um we created a a networking group called the nda national dirt alliance okay and what's so interesting about this group brandon is we are now about i want to say we're about 30 companies and we're all focused on the construction tech side of the business so not only is it the construction tech side of the business but we only allow one firm from each sector to be part of the networking group and we we did it that way so that you can have open honest conversations dialogue to your exact point about hey things didn't go so well today anybody help me here so that's the interesting thing about our group. And, and so, you know, just some names that pop into my head off the top, you know, is we have a, a insurance company called Billy for Insurance. And what's so interesting about them is that they're a startup and they have a new way of buying insurance instead of the old way of buying insurance, right? Another company that comes to mind and every single job site has the same problem, change orders, yep. right? There, there's a construction tech company called X-Tracker, E-X-Tracker. And their sole focus, Brandon, is digitizing change orders. Okay? So they're a member. Scheduling always is a problem on every single job site. And we have another company called Pro Planner. So when you look at the 30 different members and we're growing every, every month, we have a sec, each finely tuned sector of in the construction business. Yes, there are those that are hyper-focused in the dirt world, me, you know, Soil Connect. And we kind of came up with National Dirt Alliance because I kind of started it. I kind of surrounded myself with other dirt guys in the, in the tech space, but we've expanded. Now, what we're also doing with the NDA is we are going to a city at a time as a group and having a launch event. And so we're planning, like I said earlier, in Austin, Texas, at the end of March, to have a launch event. And when, when we come to Austin, we're going to use and leverage everyone's social media, emails, networks and come to Austin as a group. And so you'll see the advertisements and maybe you'll come down. How far away is Austin from you? It's about five hours. Oh, it's a long, it's a long haul. Got it. Oh, and that's not so, a big deal out here. I'll, I'll be there probably. Uh, love it. Thank you. So <clears throat> when we, so you'll see the advertisements, come meet the National Dirt Alliance and all their members 
And so then we also try to get, you know, sponsors along the way to help us, whether we, whether we get the, um, the AGC of Austin, Texas, they're down there, the Builders Association or, or Texas Sand and Aggregates. We always kind of team up with some of the other organizations and we leverage everybody's network and we have one big event and, and we've been pretty successful at it. We had an event um, here up here in uh, in Jersey, uh, right by the Meadowlands, where the Jets and the Giants play. And we had everybody from the dirt world in northern New Jersey. It was a great event. Everyone got a lot of leads, and and it was it was really a good night. And um, and so yes, I kind of I tied in the NDA to to your point about you need people to talk to about how to handle certain situations. And, and, you know, every day is a new learning experience, right? It is. I mean, if you're not learning every day, um, you need to just hang it up. Um, business is one of those things that's constantly evolving. Technology is constantly evolving. People are constantly evolving. Uh, the, t- yeah. the technology, the, the way the job's done is different. Um, and people have to adapt to that. And, you know, there's a thing going on right now we're having – which we're about to talk about here in a second, I want to talk to you about is the workforce change. Um, You have a massive exodus right now in most of the trades because a lot of the old school guys that I got taught by, you probably were part of that group, or a lot of them are at retirement age now. They're starting to peter off. And you got a whole new generation right now gap because the younger guys right now I notice are interested in it because of, social media things like, you know, all these groups that are posting like build with um, Eagle eye, all these do you guys, especially too, that are putting it on Instagram. They're putting it on Facebook. They're putting it on YouTube. So people are seeing it and, and the industry is getting more and more exposed than it was 20 years ago. You know, you had to know somebody 20 years ago to get into this. And if you didn't, you know, just off the street, you would have never even thought how to do it. So right. it's very interesting to see how it's changing in this evolution cycle it's in right now. Um, and I want to ask you as someone who's been doing this for a long time, is it getting, is the technology making the job easier or do you think it's in its own way, it's kind of creating its own Achilles heel? What do you think? Um, uh, great topic, my friend, great topic. So, um, I, I think that, um, we have all evolved. When I say we, uh, clearly, you know, I'm, I'm older than you, clearly. And, and, and. Much better looking, they, though. I promise you are. You are, definitely. <laughs> Don't try to make nice to me, Brandon. Don't try to make nice Oh, I, I'm, I'm not going to. Okay. Um, th- there was a huge pitch, if you will, in, in my generation and, and, and even one generation younger than I am, that everyone, you, you need to go to college to get a good career and move on, okay? And, and that whole concept is, is just not true any longer. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. And, and, and so there is a huge push to, to not only in the dirt world, but in the construction world, to grab young people out of high school and put them into a very good 
internship program, whether you're a general contractor or an excavation contractor, is that if your company is set up to train young people, there is a very good, high-paying, quality job for them. Mm-hmm. Okay? And to, to your exact point about technology, young people learn technology like in minutes because they've always been around it. Mm-hmm. The older generation, my generation, is slower to adopt and adapt to new technology because we didn't grow up with it as little kids playing video games and, and cell phones. That we didn't have any of these things. And so for the, the young, educated high school people to come into the workforce and get good quality jobs, is really important, like I said, for these companies to have very good training programs. Mm-hmm. Now, what is also going to, interesting enough, change the, the workforce is women now entering the workforce. Mm-hmm. For, for the first time ever, you now see more women entering the, sales, uh, the, the construction industry. And so mm-hmm. that also is a very good thing to happen. And they also will get all these good quality paying jobs and it will all work out really, really well. And that kind of also, you know, kind of ties into training programs. One of the other, I'll give a plug to one of the other NDA members is there's a company called On3, O-N, AI. And they're hyper-focused on educating people about how to do things. And so what they've done is they've taken a hard hat that we all use and, and installed in it a little like a little hard drive and a little eyepiece. So you can be in the field and the in the background you could see how to operate that D8 that you made reference to earlier. If you're new in a D8 and you haven't worked with it, well, yes, you know, you'll keep playing with the the levers until you figure it out, but they have uh, educational videos about how to do everything and anything that you want your employees to learn. So once again, it goes back to education, goes back to technology, and, and I, I think that it's, um, there's a very bright future for, for, for the young, um, talented people entering the work construction industry. I, I see um, the benefits. Um, the other thing that we're, <clears throat> that I'm seeing too, is I've got a couple of younger guys that just started working for us. And uh, the other problem that you have is a lot of them aren't used to being in the environment that we work in. They're not used to working in the cold or in the heat and the, the, the longer hours. So it's an adjustment for a lot of them. And a lot of them haven't ever really been talked to with a, a tone of authority. Um, and <laughs> so that makes it kind of, um, I don't know how to say this politically correct, but uh, I don't really do that much, but um, they, they, they need to, get a little grit if you know what I mean 
And that's something that the older generation, and I'm very fortunate, my generation, I'm in that weird spot. And you'll understand what I'm about to say here in a second. I'm the late eighties baby that grew up still playing outside, drinking out of a water hose, but was also playing Sega Genesis. So it, it, I'm, I'm a cross between mm-hmm. two groups. I'm in that, I'm in the bridge of it really. So for me, I can see both points I mean, I'm very fortunate I am um, because I'm in a very unique position in my life that it, I'm getting old enough now where older people rec- respect what I have to say, but younger people yep. also respect what I have to say. So it's, it's kind of cool because I have my superintendent is an older gentleman. He's been doing bit dirt work for 40 years. And one of our youngest operators is 20 years old. He'll text me and he goes, I can't talk to this kid. And I'm like, well, what's going on? He's like, well, I want to go over there and rip his, you know what? And I'm like, well, well, let me talk to him. So I'll call him up. I'm like, hey, dude, you need to chill out. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, lose the attitude. And he's like, okay. I said, dude, if you don't, I'm going to have to let you go. And uh, when you say it like that to them, they get it. Mm-hmm. But if you come at them with a, with a hammer, they, they just cower up and they, they can't handle it. So yep. it, it's interesting for me to see that. And be in that position where sometimes I have to get in the middle of it and go, hold on, guys, you chill out, you chill out. I got this. I'll handle it. Uh-huh. But, you know, 20 years ago, that would have been like, yeah, grow a pair, dude. Talk to you later. You know, it's just <laughs> it, that's how it was, you know. So it's it's funny to be in that position now where I'm like, I can be either guy, though, if I need to be. I can be the same way he was or I can feel the way that kid feels. But it's um, it is a weird position we're in right now as a country and as an industry in this transition period we're in, but the automation too is going to change a lot of it too here in the next few years. You know, I think eventually you're going to have the point where you're going to have a guy sitting in the office at a a civil contractor running 10 machines and he's monitoring. I mean, they're going to get to that point eventually. What do you think? What are you thinking about that? Let's, let's touch on this for just a minute is yes, you're a thousand percent correct. I mean, and they already have that technology. Oh, by the way, just off topic, are you going to Con, Con Expo? Um, I don't know yet. I gotta <laughs> if the funds are How if can the funds you not are go to Con Expo. Huh? Um, I, I wanna go. It's just it's a massive expense. So when you okay. take a million okay, back when you to ta- where we were. Hang on, I'll say this real quick in my defense. When you take a million dollar hit like I did in twenty one and you're still coming out of it, kinda hard to kinda hard to do that. So uh, uh, honestly, honestly, yeah. it's worth one night, two days. Mm-hmm. Stay out of the casinos, mm-hmm. and you'll be okay. It's really worth the time. Just okay, <clears throat> just process that. Okay, mm-hmm. back to where we were. Technology. They they already have that technology, Brandon. Oh because yeah, they had it in the they had it in the nineties in Japan. They were when um um some massive earthquake happened, Caterpillar sent a bunch of AI machines over there and there were guys really? sitting inside oh. of like a yeah, there was a something happened. I, I was reading about it. There was some kind of earthquake, it damaged a reactor or something, and they had to use machines right. to get in there to work on it. And they had like D eights and stuff out there. And there was actually guys sitting oh. in a lead line building running the machines. Pretty cool. Wow. And this so, was in like well, the 90s. I, I believe there is 
a, a definite use case for it. I, I do. I, I, I do wonder, though, because safety has to be number one, right? And, and so, so there's something, and remember, I'm doing this way long time. There's something in my brain about an operator being in the field and aware of what's going on around him versus him being in an office 500 miles away. Well, yes, there might be cameras and there might be sensors. And I, I, I don't know, I, I guess I haven't, I haven't made that, that jump yet that, that every, that this will be good for every job site. I, I, I agree that it's, it's good for certain situations today. Um, but I, I wonder if it will be good for every uh, situation. That's all. I personally don't agree with it. I think you shouldn't take the human element out of it. I've said that for years. Um, there's a reason to this day why they still put pilots in airplanes because the planes dang near can fly themselves, but there's still two guys sitting in the cockpit. So, you know, um, coming said, though. it's coming. Oh it, yeah. That, that's scary. I don't know if I'll get be flying on airplanes anymore, but um, well, how about cars? How about oh, driverless cars? I, I, I drive a five-year-old truck and I'll keep driving it when they make them automated. The last year they don't make them automated is the truck I'm buying. Cause <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I've never trusted it completely. Like even the GPS, I've seen it screw up so much, you know, you uh -huh. know, when I bought Topcon, they were like, you know, it's going to do great things. It does. And it does. It's a great tool. If you know exactly what you're doing, you've been through all the training, all that great, but it's still a computer. It's still going to mess up. You might have cloud cover. You might not get enough satellites. Your blade cutting edge might be worn down just a couple of millimeters and it cuts you off two, two tenths and you're screwing up the whole job and you don't even know it, you know, uh -huh. and there's still a human element in that because somebody's got to go out there and check the wear on the blade. Somebody's got to go out there with the topa, the Rover and verify the grade with the blade. I mean, there's still a human element there and it needs to maintain that. And the other thing I think that's going to help with this is the unions, uh, the the heavy equipment operator unions, um, equipment engineer unions, especially up north. Um, they're massive up north. I think they're going to fight back super hard about this because that's going to be something that, in theory, could replace them. So I I, I don't see it. You lost me. Can you hear me now? Yeah, for a minute, you faded out there. Fade back. Okay. What I was saying was the unions, though, are in a position though, I think they'll, they'll, they'll be the guys that kind of help us out on this case because they're going to fight back. They're going to go, Hey, you know, my livelihood depends on this. So I could see like you're talking about, I could see it to the point where maybe eventually it'll be a guy just sitting in there that's monitoring it, but yep. it might be doing everything, but at any point in time, he can take it over. So I, I don't know. I mean, there could be, I think there's going to be benefits to it. <clears throat> like you said, I could see demolition guys going automated i could definitely see that especially the guys that are running like the super tall excavators with the long reaches that got the you know the claws on them like ripping down something i could see that going yep. definitely going automated um but there's certain other machines that i'm like no why would you want to take a human operator out of it like a motor grader um a dozer excavator stuff like that you don't want to take the human element out of that because the feel is you, you can't sit in a, in a lazy boy recliner with joysticks and feel the hydraulics. You just can't. Sorry. And if anybody that's been operating knows what I'm talking about, you're the best level in the world, your butt. So, you know, 
only been oh, doing cool. this a few years. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. What are um, what are your biggest goals for 2023 with Soul Connect? Yo, that's oh, good one, good one. So uh, we are working um, on 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 two interesting features right now. So um, we're working on and ju- literally just released something called e regulatory, and and what e regulatory is is we've state we've taken the state's manifest right. So up here. We have the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation. I'm assuming you have something similar or, you know, Environmental Protection Agency down down in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so up here, the DEC, as we call them, they oversee the movement of contaminated soil. And, and so what we've done is we've once again, we've digitized that entire process. So no one needs uh, a truck driver doesn't need pen or paper anymore. Uh, we've done everything for them, and and so we we also um, we we received uh, signed an agreement with DEC to be the first ones to run a pilot program with them. That'll be so awesome. We're, we're very yeah we're very excited about that, and and we'll continue to to expand and roll out our e regulatory to to other states over over this year, but we're, we're we'll we'll eventually get to Texas probably not in twenty three maybe in 24 but but the other very interesting thing we're working on is we're working on a logistics module now brandon and what that is is you know i call it you know in in house i call it uber for trucks right but what once we release it uh i i won't be able to call it uber for trucks and and so what what it will do is you will be able to come to my site find the dirt you need aggregates you need or what you need to get rid of. And, and if you don't have a truck or you need trucks, you'll be able to coordinate on our site, a trucker to move the material you need to move. And so where we're going is we're going to be what we call a total end to end platform that you will come to our site and do execute whatever it is you need to do. That's awesome. Are you gonna? Are you guys gonna eventually get it where the payment system goes through y'all too? Just yes, direct exactly. payment. Very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll so be that'll be right now. Right now, it's offline, but um, we will work our way to everything online. It's you know just like you do right now, right? You know we we all we all use the Priceline.com or the Expedia, where I need I'm gonna need to book a flight from New York City to Austin, Texas. I'm gonna go. I'm going to find an airline. I'm going to pay for the airline. I'm going to need a hotel. I'm going to need a rental car. I'll book everything online and pay for it and and be done. And so that's also exactly where we're going. We won't get there in 23, but that's ultimately where we will go. That's awesome. Um, Because it's been a, it'll be a nice thing for the contractors, especially because there's times when, especially as a sub and you know, this as well, being a developer, you're waiting on a check and they put it in the mail or whatever. And it's seven to 10 days <laughs> before you're getting it. Right. And you're, you know, you get to the point where you have to drive across town just to get a check because you need it to clear in the next few days. Cause you need to get some people paid. And it's, um, it, that system would be amazing. I've been saying for years that the payment system and construction needs to be streamlined. It is 
and antique still. We're still 99% of general contractors are still writing you a hand check. Nobody no wants to do. Yeah. Nobody wants to wire transfer you money. You know, nobody wants to, Oh, that costs money. We'll take the 15 bucks off my draw, dude. Like seriously. I mean, you know, whatever the cost is, it, it's just, it, they could ACH you. There's, there's a couple we work for that do it, but I mean, I can right. say this. If I work for 10 contractors, nine of them write a check still. And it's always, well, we, we can't give you the check yet. Cause we're waiting on the CEO to come in to sign the check. When he could have just literally over the phone authorized it and boom, that's it. But, but Brandon, you bring up a very interesting point and, and, and I think it's, um, we, we should spend a minute here. You know, we, we spoke about e-ticketing, right. And, and, and all of that stuff. We're about to sign a deal with a, what's called a factoring company that will be able to, what we call quick pay, uh, quick pay you on your invoices, right? And, and so that will be another really interesting advantage of, of, of using our e-ticketing um, because you'll be able to reconcile them quicker. We're going to save you money on admin fees and we're going to offer a quick pay. So that is also coming in the very near future. And to your point, you'll be able to get paid at the, every Friday as an mm -hmm. example, or at the end of every month, whatever you negotiate with this third party factoring company to make sure you get paid and you're not coming out of pocket paying your payroll while you're waiting on the building developer, we felt that the, using this, this third party factoring company would be another real advantage of why you would want to use soil. And that's the, um, probably every contractor listening to this or anybody that's been in the business for more than a day heard of a factoring company, but especially the newer guys, I'm going to talk about it for a minute. Be careful whenever you approach. And I know uh, Cliff's going to probably agree with me on this. There are some great factoring companies out there, fantastic factoring yeah. companies, and they have your best interest in mind. There are others though, that will give it with one arm and take your other arm while they're doing it. Um, <laughs> you want to be super careful and read the fine print and you want to ensure that when you are doing a factor that they give you a realistic timeline to pay them back. Um, they're not killing you on interest and they're not holding a ton of your money on the back end, which you know about, I'm sure as well. And I've dealt with a couple of them over the years <clears throat> and the one I use now is fantastic, but. Well, the pro so, so so, so to your point, Brandon, because it's a really interesting point, and and the the couple of companies that we're we're talking to, um, they are taking the responsibility of getting paid on them, not on you. That's awesome. Okay, okay. So so at the end of the week, if if you have you know seventy two hundred dollars in billing, they're, they're going to cut you a check for seventy two hundred dollars minus a quick pay fee. Right. But at, on Friday, you're going to get your money. Yep. Okay. And then, then they are responsible to go get the money from the builder, the developer, whomever it is. So they're not going to circle back on you, the, con the subcontractor. They take that on themselves. So that what we call FinTech world, third party 
where they're offering this factoring. There's lots of different companies out there to your exact point. Mm-hmm. And, and but the ones that we're, we're, we're talking to, um, they are the ones responsible for collecting the money. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no. And no disrespect meant to you, sir. I, I, I hope you didn't take it that way. What I'm no, trying no, to tell, I, didn't. I, 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 hear, no, no, I hear, I, I hear, yeah, I hear a lot of guys that, go, I hear a lot of guys that are coming in right now that call me up and stuff that are coming on the show and stuff. And they're like, I just started factoring. And I'm like, okay, what's the deal? How much are they holding of your, because we all know how it works. Some of them, it's like you just talked about, they'll give you the full amount. Yeah. Maybe they'll take a fee for the quick pay fee, whatever it is, and they'll go chase the money and it's not your problem anymore. Whereas some of them, it's like, Hey, we need an approval from the the contractor and we're going to hold x amount of percent and then if they don't pay you know we're going to take this and then we're going to take the full amount from you and and i've just seen the multiple different versions of this so that's why i was just putting that out there it wasn't meant about what you guys are doing um i i didn't take it that way yeah no and that's what I, i i try to always explain when i'm saying stuff like this is because i've been through it and i don't want to see anybody else have to go through the heartaches that i've gone through in the past and uh You know, if you get a contract, don't pay it. It happened to me. I had a contractor not pay us, so we had factored an invoice, and it it sucked. We'd go to factor the next invoice, and we get chips of that. You know, after suppliers uh-huh. got paid, and I'm I asked her. I said, "It's not my fault they didn't pay you." She's like, "Well, it it is," and I'm like, "No, it's not." They they said they were going to pay it. this. You know, I have an email that I sent you saying that they're going to pay me, and they didn't. So. You know, that's what I tell people is, is if you're going to do it, yes, it's a great system. Um, but do your research is all I'm saying is do your research. Great. And I know Cliff, I can tell by Cliff, I've, I've just met him tonight, everybody, but we've talked over email and on the phone a couple of times. This gentleman is a straight shooter and uh, he's going to take good care of you guys. And I'm Iron Eagles about to start using him as well. So um, what are your... Um, <clears throat> What are your what are you seeing in the industry right now with as far as work and stuff like that uh, with all your contacts around the country? Yeah, so um, it, it seems that um, most of the what we call dirt world, the dirt ecosystem, um, the heavy civil contractors, um, they seem to have work. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and the 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 government infrastructure bill, um, that was passed, uh, what was it, last year, 18 months ago, whatever it was, at one point, was it $2 trillion, $1.5 trillion, whatever it is, that, that money now has really started to filter its way through um, all the states and, and from the states down to the cities and the towns. So if, if you're a, a heavy civil contractor, you're, you're going to be busy, regardless of, of the interest rate going up a little bit, and, and, and maybe the, the home builder residential world might slow down or is slowing down. Um, it seems that a lot of our users, um, and, and, and we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't touch on that, but we, we could spend a minute there for a second. Absolutely. When, when, when you look at all of our users across the country, um, our users are, are made up of everyone and anyone or, who play in the dirt. And that's, you know, one of my, my one-liners. And, and I like to break that down into different categories. 
So our biggest category of user is the excavation drainage and the heavy civil contractor. And, and, and those guys, and you fall under that group, um, Brandon, you, you may not be doing, you know, state work and municipal work, and you might be doing, you know, mostly private work, but you still fall under, you know, that, that grouping. Um, mm -hmm. And then after that grouping, interesting enough, is the next biggest category of our user is builder, developer, general contractor. And, and quite frankly, that surprised me when, when we first started about how many builders, general contractors, you know, started to sign up. But, but when you think about it, you know, dirt is, is such a big line item on, on so many cost sheets that buying it or, or selling it um, is, is a really significant factor on their bottom line. Um, I usually, you know, I usually talk about dirt um, as not really just being dirt, right? Dirt, dirt's a commodity, Brandon, right? And, and it's, it's no different than gas and oil and lumber and aluminum and copper, right? It's bought and sold every single day of the week on three core principles, supply, demand, and maybe the most important one, timing. And mm -hmm. it's this timing mechanism in the movement of dirt that makes you efficient or not efficient, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's the reason why builder, developer, general contractor is our second biggest category of user. However, the rest of our users are pretty evenly dispersed between concrete guys, asphalt guys, pool guys, landscapers, truckers, quarries, and interesting enough, depending upon the part of the country you're in, farmers and ranchers. Yep. Right? So I don't have any farmers or ranchers in New York City, right? But when, when you go into the Midwest and when you go down, down in your neck of the woods, farmers and ranchers they're definitely 100% part of the dirt ecosystem, right? And so when you take all of these users and you put them on my site and everybody sees who has dirt, when they need to move it, and that's the efficiency and the transparency in our world that's never existed before. And so that's what makes all of this so interesting. But that's a long answer to your question about what... <laughs> what the future looks like in in the dirt world and and on the residential private work yes that's going to definitely slow down builders need to sell their inventory before they break ground on new projects and spend all kinds of money on infrastructure but but for those heavy civil contractors doing highways doing bridges and tunnels you know across the across the country those guys are going to stay busy yeah, absolutely. And the other thing too is, is I don't know how it is in New York as much, but especially in Texas, the last time we had the slowdown, residential slowdown, but commercial and like industrial work continued fast paced for at least two years. The other caveat to that is multifamily. Multifamily work will always will always have yep. a place um, because you have hub, you have all these different programs that are always building housing. Um, we're working in a very old part of Dallas right now that they, that was just an empty field, been there for 50 years. We're putting a brand new apartment right. complex in there. 
Um, Very cool. So, I mean, you know, there, it's not like it's just, it's constant. Dallas right now is going like this, but they're starting, some of these developers are getting smart and going, well, you know, this fresh land costs so much money, but there's older parts of town where land's a little bit cheaper. And I can go in there and put a nicer apartment complex in there that's closer to downtown and all that. And it's kind of like it's rebuilding. We're rebuilding the city as we're expanding, but we're also going back to the center of it. And it's starting to grow again in that direction. So it's pretty interesting to see. The other thing, too, is a lot of people don't realize. Oh, go ahead, sir. No, no, I'm sorry to interrupt, but and, and to your point about going back into the city and redevelopment, all the infrastructure is already there. Mm-hmm. And and so yeah. there's that savings instead of just keep expanding out into the country, into the ranches and bringing the sewers and bringing the, the electric and bringing utilities and the roads out there. You you have it all. Yeah. Redevelopment is, is a great way to make a living. Yeah. yeah, that's what and that's what a lot of them are kind of gearing towards this year. I noticed you're starting to see a lot of work going out for bid that's in dallas that's in fort worth that's in the meatier parts of town but what i was going to caveat to that was the isd work right now the school's work is blowing up they're building dallas is building like 15 new schools right now and uh, yeah they're tearing down old ones and putting up brand new ones um so it's pretty interesting because there's a lot of good work out there and that's what anybody that's listening right now um to me and cliff should annotate is yes maybe your niche is residential work maybe your niche is you know commercial just strictly that one of the two don't be afraid to broaden your horizons sit down with your insurance agent talk to them about your bonding capacity because most people as long as you've been in business two years most bonding companies will touch you as long as you are doing okay somewhat okay they'll they'll give you they'll bond you and that kind of work requires it. But in the end, you should know that that's the kind of work you want to get into anyways, because a bonded job, it's guaranteed funds. You know, that you're going to get it. It's been set aside already in the budget. Like you were talking about highway work and all these major infrastructure jobs that are going on. That works all guaranteed. And a lot of these projects now are requiring that big contractors hire out smaller contractors to, to sub in some of the work. They're doing a highway job out here right now um, by my house, and they've actually hired three local excavation companies to help out with the massive earthwork that they're doing. And they had to um, because it's just such a huge project. So there's tons of work. There's tons of opportunities out there, guys. So don't think the sky's falling and all this stuff like Cliff was saying, just because the interest rates are going up doesn't mean the sky's going to fall. You just got to broaden your horizons a little bit. You might have to go out of your comfort zone a little bit, but that's also something me and Cliff just talked about. It's part of being an entrepreneur is taking that, taking that step. So, you know, take that chance. Um, What are your, um, what are your biggest ambitions with soil connect altogether? What are, what are, are you wanting to eventually get it to the point where, you know, it's like Facebook for dirt guys. <laughs> well, well, sure, right? So yeah. you know, it, it, you know, it, it seems to be you know in the tech world, right? You you want to grow, 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 scale, 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 and and so what? What we're I, I I'm asked this question a lot, actually, Brandon. You know, are, are we gonna are we, are we gonna grow it and scale it and then sell it and exit and call it a day? Um, are we going to keep it and one day, you know, go IPO, you know, I don't know, or, 
or what? I, I, I don't know if I, I, I know what that chapter looks like yet. Um, I do know, you know, I come from a family business. So, you know, maybe we, we grow it and, 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 and keep it. I, 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 I don't know what that chapter looks like, um, you know, yet. Um, I, I have the, um, I have the, the ability, the vision, if you will, to look out this year and, and, and 2024 where I want to go with this business. But I, I, I don't know if I can go out further than that and say, you know, 2025, I'm going to sell it and call it a day or I, I, I don't know, Brandon. I, I'm, I'm asked that a, a lot, actually. Hey, I totally and, understand. Uh, I get I, asked it, too. Yeah, I think that chapter is yet to be written. And um, and just really, you know, really excited to to watch it grow and, and see how it, it's gone. And, you know, and I'm, I'm going to stay true to the mission, right? The one-stop shopping. And we spoke about the Uber for trucks. And, and you know, so, some of these other things we're thinking about is a bidding quoting module, right? So back to my builder developer days. I just got approved to do a 40 lot subdivision. I don't know, I made that up, right? And now I have an approved site plan from the municipality. Wouldn't it be interesting for me to upload that onto Soil Connect and invite bidders, right? Remember, I have everyone in the dirt world already on my platform, whether you're a foundation guy doing concrete or an asphalt guy or guy like you digging holes all day. I'm going to upload my site plan and invite bidders. That way, you know, just another thought process about bringing everybody all in one place and at one time. So we're thinking about a bidding quoting module. We're, we're thinking about a, a preferred vendors section, right? So you just mentioned bonding, right? So you need a bonding company, you need an insurance company, you need to buy trucks for the dump truck or, uh, you know, tires for the dump trucks or whatever it is in your business. We're going to have a preferred vendors section, you know, to help everybody. Um, I, I think I also want to create a like a chat group, right? You know, you, you were talking about talking to others in, in, in the dirt world when you have a problem. Wouldn't that be interesting if I had a little chat group that you can hop on and talk to guys across the country about, you know, what do you think of this piece of equipment? Or, you know, what, you know, what do you think of that piece of equipment? Or, or maybe you're, you know, you lost a couple of jobs and you don't want to lay your men off and you go and you put out on the chat group, Hey, I got 15 guys I, I need to lay off, but I would love for somebody to pick them up, keep them busy for three months, four months until I sign something else. Right. So lots of, lots of other interesting ideas. I just will, you know, slowly add them to the platform and give everyone a reason to come to the platform for, for one reason or the other. So that's, that's kind of some of the other things we're, we're talking about. And, and so we just need time to build it and, you know, on the tech, tech side of things, and then we'll get it out there. If I can make one recommendation to help you out, go for this, it. I think you'll appreciate it. When you go to bid with these truckers, if you can give them quantities, they'll do a better deal with you nine times out of 10. If you have a massive job that you're hauling, you know, 25, 30,000 yards of dirt, 
you know, you're hauling in or hauling out. If you can give them the quantity, they'll make you a better deal. So what I would recommend is, um, when you have the guy upload the, the general contractor, whatever it is, have them upload the quantities, what they're needing, because that'll give the truckers that chance to go, Hmm. Okay. Um, well, if they're only hauling this much of dirt, I got to have this kind of margin. So I got to market this much, but if they're hauling this massive amount of dirt and I'm going to keep my trucks busy for a week, I'm going to be able to do it for 20% less. So I think that's right. something I would look at doing because, um, you're going to, you're probably going to get a lot more, especially a lot more interaction from the truckers. Um, yeah, the dirt right. guys will upload it all day. Um, but you know, some of these truckers don't have takeoff guys, but if you, you know, if you have the surveying guy, you know, your estimating team on the civil side, do the takeoff form and put up there, Hey, I need 400 yards of select. I need 500 yards of riprap, this, that, yep. and that boom, boom, boom. You're getting the quotes back. There you go. You know, I cool. think that's something I, like I would it. recommend to you. Um, cool. that's just an idea I had when you were talking about it. I was like, that, that's something he should do. That would be a good idea because, and then you could do, you could have it where all they have to do is they can click on a link and the quantities are sitting there and they just put <laughs> their price per yard or load next to it and boom, send it. And then the estimator at the dirt contractor, or heavy civil contractor gets an email. This quote's good for 30 days, blah, blah, blah. There you go. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll let you in on one more secret. Okay? okay. One more secret. And and I don't know when I'm going to actually <laughs> release this because there's so much going on here. Are, are you familiar with volumetric scanning technology? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So volumetric scanning technology is out there and, and has been out there. But like like... Like any new technology, it's really, really expensive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so the only ones that are really using volumetric scan technologies are is the big mines and the big quarries because they, they can afford it, right? They use, they're moving massive amounts of, of, of materials on, on any given day. So with that being said, the, the cost of these volumetric scanners are starting to come down and and starting to come down to a point that we're, we're talking to a couple of the manufacturers of the scanners to see how inexpensive they could sell them. And so creating a volumetric scanner that is on a trailer, if you will. So it's mobile. And, and so, we're, we're playing around with that because, you know, when we, you know, here again, circling back to where we started is that, <clears throat> yes, we're all moving dirt a hundred percent and, and, you know, and you load up a triaxle or a dump trailer and you have approximately, you know, 20, 22 yards or 32 or 35 yards, whatever it is, however it gets loaded and compacted or not. Right. But do, do we really know how much material is being moved? We have a, an idea, right? And and so with the volumetric scanning technology is we will know exactly how much material has been moved on any given day. And so, so the conversation with the manufacturer is, hey, if we can get it to a certain price point and we can sell X amount of units monthly and annually, you know, you'll get 
you'll make up profit. You maybe make a small profit margin per unit, but you'll make it up in the volume of, of units sold. And, and so we're, you know, once again, I, I'm not going to tell you when that's coming, certainly not coming in 23, um, but, but there are conversations being had with these manufacturers because the pricing is coming down. Just another thing we're working on. And that, that's something that I'm awesome to hear because I've been saying that for years. I need to have some kind of technology when, you know, you got your guy at the job that's signing the ticket, you know, he can go up to the truck and scan it and it'll exactly tell him how many yards it is. So when the guy writes yep. on the ticket, it's 20, he can go, oh, hold on, and rewrite the number. And it can yep. be verified because that's dollars and cents right there like you're just talking about. That's money going out that shouldn't be going out because you're paying for 20 yards of dirt to be hauled and it wasn't 20 yards of dirt. I mean, I've been, they're notorious when they bring material out of pits, um, especially here where they're not paid by the ton. They're paid by the load. If they're paid uh, by the ton, they'll load the truck up. They'll load it <laughs> up. But if they're paid by the load, dude, they want one bucket in there and they're gone. And <laughs> I won't let them leave. My guys, I'll sit, I'll, my guys will stand in front of that truck while the excavator's loading it uh, and just go, okay, you're good now. And they get so mad and it's like, no, we're going to get our money out of this load. You know, we're paying for this load. We're going to get our money out of it. And the, you know, the drivers are like, Oh, it's hard on my truck. I'm like, dude, this truck is built to hold way more than what we just put in your truck. So it's, it, it's nice to hear that there's something being done about that because I was, I've, I've brought that up before. Like, Hey, we need to get some kind of scanning system that you can have at the entrance of the job site when the trucks are coming in yep, or going out. And you can sit there in the truck and go, hmm, that's a light load. Hmm, that's a light load. Hmm, that's a light load. And you can call your guy that might be loading them and going, hey, one more bucket or, you know, whatever you need to adjust to it because that's yeah. your money. You know, you're burning your money at this point. And you can't go, as you know, being an owner and developer, like you just said about the dirt sitting on your job, that's not my problem. I can't go back to the general contractor and go, hey, dude, uh, I hauled more loads than what I quoted. Not my problem. <laughs> so i mean if you can catch yourself sometimes our own worst enemy sometimes our worst enemy is ourselves so you know um <laughs> so you know that's awesome that you guys are working on that um yep. you know if i if i had some investment money i would definitely be giving those guys a call after we get off here i'd be like what's their info so <laughs> um the uh the other thing i wanted to talk about is um are you guys looking to um, expand into like net, uh, connecting with other apps in the construction world, like you know, like uh, Procore and all these other you know systems that are out there? Yeah, so um, we we actually had an opportunity to integrate with Procore last year. Oh, really? Right? Okay. Yeah, um, but we we um, we chose um, not to integrate with Procore last year because. Um, we, we were hyper-focused on rebuilding a brand new marketplace. So, um, so that's coming for sure, uh, being integrated into Procore. Um, I think though that m many of our um, big heavy civil users and, and our gen big general contractors who are already tied into Procore use Procore 100% right. and, and, they, and they use us. Um, yeah. because you know, we're, 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 we have the, the largest, um, dirt marketplace and you know, out there 
So they're getting, you know, tremendous value from us, um, irrespective of us of us being on Procore. But we'll we'll eventually get there, Brandon, one hundred percent. That's awesome, because there's there's so many softwares out there that you know, especially civil guys use um, for field reporting and stuff like that. Like me and me were talking about, I use you know the software I was telling you about. I use, and there's some great ones out there, and there's some not so great ones out there, but. Um, I tell everybody, I wish that somebody that actually did this for a living would design the software because um, every one of them has an Achilles foot about something. There's nothing mm -hmm. that can really actually tell you every day if you're making money on a job. You have to just kind of have a science in your head that goes, well, if I move this many yards a day and I use these many machines and this many guys, I should make this percent a day. Yep. And it never, ever, ever happens. And there's so many times that contractors could get change orders for delays or something else. And they don't have the technology in place or they don't have the guys that have the competency to run the technology in place to go, hey, I got a legitimate delay here. I should be able to charge back charge time for this because this is way above and beyond the time that I bid to be out here. So there's something that I want to ask you and it's for the entire dirt world and i'm asking you i'm considering you a friend now sir i'm already kind of considering you a friend where when you come to town i'll buy you a beer but cool. um think about developing a field reporting software for dirt contractors civil contractors i'll tell you something you would you would be surprised how many guys would be willing to give you ideas and you know um so so let's let's spend a minute there. Um, ha have you used the the Trimble software? Yeah, I'm. Um, in all the years I've worked, I've run the you know, um, uh, I've run HCCS, I've run um, Rockin, I've run Contractor Foreman, I've run the yeah. crap that they had on Pro Build or whatever it was called. Um, uh huh. Um, you know, it, it's weird because they're all great softwares. They are they, um, to a point. Each one of them has their own little niche. Like I will say that HCCS is the closest to what you're going to, of what you could get, but it's so geared for just these massive projects like highway guys. If you do highway work, they're great, but they haven't really made a software for that guy that's doing the $100,000 job to like 2 million. They haven't really made a software for that guy. They've made it for mm -hmm. the guy that's doing 10 billion or they made it for the guy that's doing the $500 driveway. And there's like no in between. And, and somebody, if I had the, if I had the knowledge and the intuition on software, I would have already done it, but I just, it's not there. I, I'm the Tremble well, software is good though. It's a close second. I, I run it, you know, our estimating, we do our estimating actually through the Tremble software. Um, and it's been great. We use Quest. I love it. It's a great software. I've I've heard great things about the Trimble software. Um, re remember, Brandon, I'm 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 a builder and developer by trade, right? I'm 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 not a, an excavation by trade. I mean, I, I've I I know a lot about your business. I'm not going to say I don't, but I I don't I don't I never ran an excavation company um, to 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 sit down and be able to design, if you will. Um, and that, and what that's what suggest? I was, yeah, that's what I was thinking was, is, um, you know, um, if you could find a guy that would be willing to sit down with you and show you 
the game that we, you know, our side of the game. And I know you know the business. I'm not saying it that way at all, but you know the internal workings of it. I think you would find that there would be a lot of guys that would be willing to come to the table and help you. And I'm, I'm one of them, you know. I, I would so, love to. Well, so, start, so, put the, so put together an outline for me. I can do that. Um, I'll definitely send you an email with it. Um, because there's certain things that they're just not putting in there that, you know, like the biggest thing that, you know, is the Achilles heel on any job is not is not the – is not the fuel it's not the trucking and trucking is a huge part of it but the biggest killer is time because you might have something that got delayed because they didn't call an inspection in even though you sent an email um they didn't um you know when you went out and topoed the job you found a grade bust you sent it in and all of a sudden now it's crickets now because nobody wants to acknowledge that instead of hauling off 8,000 yards or now we got to haul off 12 because somebody has been dumping on this lot for the last year and you know, all that stuff. And you know, if you're good, you'll catch that stuff. But if you're kind of learning the business still, or you're the smaller contractor that doesn't have the money to do that, it's nice to have a software in place that could probably help you with that. That could kind of guide you on how to build that job and do it correctly. That's something that I'm looking at. I don't know. It's just, maybe I'm dreaming here, but, I think okay. some kind of okay dream. Yeah, I think some software like that would be something that a lot of guys would buy. I really be and I think it would help us all out in the industry too. Awesome. I could be wrong. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> to be determined. Well, you know, some of the best dreams were uh some of the best deals that were ever made were made on a you know, like a cocktail napkin in a restaurant, man. You know, I've I've heard stories about that in business, so never know um yeah well um cliff i've had a blast talking to you tonight is there anything else you'd like to talk about no i i think we we covered a lot and and um and this is the first time we've met in in on video and it was great to meet you and and great to meet you for the opportunity to talk about soil connect and and the dirt world and uh i i look forward to uh continuing the conversation Absolutely. I think I'm going to, if we could, we might set you back up to come back on next month. If you wouldn't mind, may have a guy on, on at, in the studio with us to talk with you as well. So, uh, well, that'll be fun. Yeah. I would love to have you guys back on and I'd love to set it up where I can get a couple guys from across the country and we, we really have a sit down maybe five. Oh, or that would be guys. a lot of fun from di- different, yeah. different perspective, different guys. I love that. Yeah. Idea, I, I'm been plotting that in my head how i'm going to work it but i got to try to get it where everybody's schedules line up so we can all sit down and talk so i would uh, love to have uh, you back on cliff let me know you got my cell phone call me anytime for sure and uh if you want to just tell everybody the website uh for soil connected and uh just uh ways to reach you guys yeah it, it's it's really easy it, it's it's soilconnect.com and you can find us on the web. You can download the mobile apps on uh, iTunes or, or Google Play Store. It's, it's free to download the app. And, um, and yeah, once again, thanks for the opportunity. And uh, we'll talk real soon. For sure. Thanks for coming on, Cliff. And uh, I'll put all the links for everything for uh, Soil Connect on the uh, link in the description on uh, Spotify and for the YouTube. So. Awesome. Had a great time with you tonight and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again. So you too. Thanks.